because I picked up a new little side gig because I need all the money. I need all the bread. Okay. Um, and so I was working a charity fundraiser. And as you know, black it was like a, a black tie event type of situation right. at the height. Okay. So I was working a charity fundraiser. And the charity fundraiser was for the National Fragile X Foundation. Okay. And so, for those who may not know what Fragile X is, because I didn't know until I was working at an event, like, truth be told, it's, it's, a, it's a developmental disability. Right. And so, and so I was working with all these um, families, because it was their national convention, so, like, people across the world, various people from England and New Zealand, all of that there. And so I was working with all fam- these families and, and these people who were affected by the condition, affected right. by the syndrome. And so at first, like, again, this is a moment of transparency, and this is like, my, I call it my, my implicit bias. Right. Where, you know, this developmental disability leads to sometimes they, like, yell out, you know, randomly, or they may not understand, like, some certain social cues as far as, like, this one, I saw this one mom trying to tell her son that, like, we don't need you to do this, like, three, four, five, six times. But, like, because the son, you know, he just wasn't, it wasn't clicking because, you know, the disability. Right. And so, but at first, I, like, I admit, I was, like, I was, like, a little uncomfortable because it was, like, all these social cues I'm so used to for people to follow. Right. They weren't following. Right. And so, it made me a little uncomfortable at first because I'm, like, what the heck? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't tell Why me. are you not getting it? Right. And we're like, why are, you, why are you yelling or why are you doing going up and down the escalator a million different times? Like, why are you doing all of these things? Right. And so, that's the questions I'm asking myself because I didn't know it was what the charity was until I got there. Right. But then, then you know how you catch yourself and you're like, like what the fuck? Like, who, who the fuck are you? And so, I caught myself and I literally had like an internal conversation. <laughs> yeah, because it was like, yo, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. You're just literally sitting in a position of privilege. And so, because it's like, because I'm so used to the people I hang, you know. Right. We're blessed enough to to not have a de- a developmental disability, and I'm hoping that's the proper term. That's that's the proper yes. term. Um, that like I wasn't, you know, be, this is very normal. Like this is very normal. This is so I was the one kind of intruding on their right. space, their terms, their you know everything. Safe space. Safe right. space. So I, but I. I felt because I didn't show it like I wasn't one of those things where I was I didn't think I was like sticking my nose up or anything like that it just it was internal but I had to like kind of check myself like yo like you're just, in their space they're yeah. in their space and plus like this is not something they chose right to to have this is not this is something that however you this is something that they were born with or they developed you know this is something that they didn't choose this so you can't penalize someone for a choice that, a choice that they didn't make and so I'll try to like center myself and be like okay and be more understanding as far as what they're going through and like take my little pay annoyances because someone's yelling out in in, in the middle or someone's like not picking up on certain social cues and kind of put it to the side that's why I call it it's like implicit bias like you don't realize that you're being biased in that sense because it's outside of your norm but your norm is is not everyone else's norm that's what that was so I know I'm proud of you for recognizing it and like checking yourself before somebody else had to like gather your shit, because that would be the most like most self unaware thing you could do. So I'm proud of you in those aspects. Um, I'm glad your weekend was smooth. So this weekend for your girl I was in Atlanta for my family reunion. Um, did not know that I was a Smith to some degree. So shout out to the Smiths in Atlanta. I, hi cousin. <laughs> 
Um, hey, Auntie. So this is my first time going out in Atlanta as an adult. Every time I'm in Atlanta, I'm either there for business or I'm there for family. It's never like I get a chance to kick it. So this time I'm there. I'm grown as hell. Braylon is taking care of my son. Uh, so he's with his cousins. I didn't really see Braylon to the end of the trip. Big cousins, little cousins. Like he's with us. He's the only child. He needs to learn how to share. We got him. Like so, which is real. Which is, real. Which is so real. So um, he had a blast. I, didn't, I don't think I seen Braylon all weekend. Um, then I got. So we ended up going Friday night. I ended up at. Funny story. They ended up. Taking, I'm, I'm here for all the funny stories because Steph don't share her funny stories they anymore. They took so me to Buckhead. Okay. And Buckhead, if you're from Atlanta, you know, Buckhead is low-key, like, it's white, it's uppity, it's, you know, they try to charge niggas $15 for Hennessy. You know they wasn't fucking with us. That's not for us. This shit here, not for us. So, as soon as that waitress came back, she said, yeah, that'll be $60. And I had three shots of Hennessy. Oh. I said, that'll be what? Who said that? I said, hey, niggas, it's time to go. Where's the hood? Is there a hood local by... They said, Alex, are you sure? I said, it's a hood adjacent. Something like, you know, <laughs> enough so they know they're not, like, charging me $15 for Hennessy. So we end up going to Edgewood. And Edgewood is like... All right. To put it in perspective, Edgewood is like the difference between OTR and Vine Street. So they're cleaning it. You can see they're actively cleaning it up. But it's still... But it's still rough. Okay. So... Mind you, in Atlanta, their, like, gun laws are way a lot, a lot more loose than ours are up here. Yeah. It's like you get your state ID and they hand you a pistol. Like, that's, that's how that works in Atlanta. I'm surprised no more people don't get shackled with, with the roadway, did all the traffic. Pull out, I'm pop shocked. out. Pull out, pop out, so, shoot out, get back in the car. We're in Edgewood, okay? We're a bitch feeling a little more cozy. And a little more comfortable. A little more comfortable. You know what I'm saying? And we're headed to actually Puffin' Petals, which is K. Michelle's little hookah spot or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so... She has a hookah spot? Yeah, it's in it's in Edgewood. Black so, woman owning businesses. Yeah, businesses. And so she... um, So we're, I'm parking my car, and there's this homeless woman, crackhead homeless woman, strung out. It's apparent she's strung out. And she is literally flinging trash on these cars as they drive past. Oh, wow. Flinging see, garbage. See, at least for crackheads and the meth heads and the, and the homeless people, they offer to clean your car. She's starting yeah. to dirty it she, up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the crackheads here, I'd be like, I mean, you got a dollar, I wipe uh, your I like, yeah. No, she was pissed. And so she's literally actively flinging trash on these cars driving past. And, you know, one of my mans is driving past in his Bentley. And he's just like, throw car- trash on my motherfucking car again, man. It's a problem. <laughs> so this crackhead takes the biggest pile of trash and, like, hurls it at his car. And I'm watching. It's me, um, one of my frat brothers, and my niece. Now, my niece is 25. My parents are old. So, of course, I have nieces that are my age. Right. So, she, um, so it's, it's us tree. And I'm glad, you know, my frat brothers to the left. My niece is right behind me. And I'm watching this interaction because I'm dying. I am, it's hilarious. But you'll see this shit off Liberty. Like, <laughs> I am dying inside. And, and Liberty, you ain't driving the Benz, you ain't driving the Bentley on Liberty unless you get in and out. And, and that's the only out. way. That's your, you know what I'm saying? Those. So, Atlanta is Blackwell for real. So, this is, this shit normal. So. Is it more than DC? I don't know, friend. We might have to look up those numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to do some Googles. We might go do our Googles. So. The crackhead literally flings trash, and he's like, don't fling no motherfucking trash on my car. 
crackhead picks up the biggest pile of trash and like hurdles it. The guy, all of your he throws his shit in park, pops the trunk, and I mean the pump. He said, what the fuck did I just <laughs> My Louboutins were here, Alex was up the street. I was not having it. The, the double I, barrel, the double, the double pump shot. I was not having it. That reminded me of the time. Uh, that reminded me of the time in Columbus. Somebody pulled up with the double, with the, with the shoddy, and I and I had a party. I had to get the fuck. I got the there. fuck up through, like that the LeBron James meme, like when the nigga walk in that you know got the strap. I'm out. I'm be out. Be better tomorrow. Be better tomorrow. So no. Anyway, we get to laughing about it because I, I mean, that's not my first interaction with firearms. Mm. Not. I'm. I mean. My biggest thing is, I didn't think I was going to get shot. I just want to get the fuck out of Dodge. Like, if I can't see shit, I can't, can't say be, shit. You can't be a witness. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't no witness like a dead witness. And I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need those problems. So, I get the fuck out of Dodge. I We ended up going to Harold's Chicken and Ice Bar, which is like a hookah spot. Lit. DJ in there lit. And I mean, it's lit. So, and Southern hospitality is a thing. Black people were so, like, oh, you, we can tell you not from around here. We got free hookahs. They gave us free food. Treated me lovely. So, that was that. Because um, K. Michelle was on some bougie shit. And I'm like, bro, I'm not about to, I'm not, I'm not doing this with you and your celebrity shit. <laughs> Bye. Um, Saturday was a family reunion. All the Frankie Beverly, all the slides, all the, yeah, it was dope. It was, I had a, a blasty blast. Have y'all ever been clubbing with your parents? No. No. Like, your mom, dad never, like, hey, Boys let's hit the bar. not going to the bar with Listen, me. Listen, if you knew my mama, you knew that, like, when she gave that life up, she gave that life <laughs> up. Like. I was literally in the crib. I mean, we were like, okay, we, what's the after party? And my dad, mind you guys, my dad is 75 years old. So, this man is asleep by 730. Like, we're probably hitting his curfew right now. It's all the daylight. My dad is like, listen, I like to go down with the daylight and rise with the sun. So, you know what time? <laughs> that is his shit. Right. So, Pops is like, after party, I bought my good suit. <laughs> I said, Andrew, the linens? The linens. <laughs> the linens. So, with the Stacys, my dad was not playing with y'all. But no games. I, I went out with, now, I'm the baby of my family. So, I went out with all my family. All my siblings, everything. When I say I got zero play, nobody was trying to talk to me. Nobody was like, no, they tried to talk to me. I kept getting snatched up, put oh, here, no, thrown yeah, there. Like, bro, like, it, niggas would have had a better chance of breaking in Fort Knox that night. Yeah, dog, they was not having it. And, like, my oldest brother is bur big, burly, just stocky built, light skinned nigga, muscles, head. muscles for no reason. Muscles for no reason, Ted ass. Like, no, and then all like my cousins and their husbands were there. It was it, it it wasn't happening for you girl that night. So, but no, all in all, I had a dope weekend. And then Monday, who child? We need to talk about this. Who child the ghetto? Who child? We need to talk about this. <laughs> Steph, how was your weekend? I drink too much. Anyways, um, what happened? Uh, oh, I got drunk on, on Friday, and I called all my boyfriends. Did they answer? Not at first. <laughs> <laughs> they were slow. They had to figure out what first. the vibe was. Listen. Then they answered. Someone called back. Apparently, I called one of them, but I didn't remember having a fun conversation with them. But they told me yesterday, because we were on a date yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah. Which, um, so, again, no more story times. <sighs> 
Steph is a ball of fun, is she not? She's way more fun when she don't date niggas who listen to the podcast. <laughs> they all listen now. <laughs> she, Steph, is, Steph is like 25% more entertaining when she don't date niggas who listen to the podcast. You know what I mean? Like, cut all, you know, cut all of them off. For the content. Just I the promise content. you by September they're not going to be here anyway. I hope this one stay around. He keeps saying he's trying to put a baby in me, so I might let him. Stephanie as a mother. Stephanie, why are you lying like this? (laughs) Stephanie as a mother, guys. And a wife. And a wife. Not that it's impossible. She don't want it. Like, she's lying to us. She's lying to herself. She's lying. Lying to y'all. Like... Y'all gonna be so mad when me and my husband buy a house and I let y'all know we bought a house and we married. I'm not and gonna, I be, I'm gonna y'all. be happy for you because and I, I mean, invite y'all to the house warming. That, that's another like, lie. First of all, how you're do not, we get you, here? If, how do we get here? Second of all, that's a lie. You're not gonna invite mad, mad niggas to the house warming. I may, I may not get an invite. I may not get an invite. <laughs> so as long as y'all come with a gift, y'all show up at my door without a gift. I'm gonna send you on your way. Security. Wrong house. <laughs> It had your name on it, and Bam, you showed up empty handed. <laughs> Bye. Bye. But if you show up with a, a husband and a baby, I'll be happy. Until then, I'm not going to believe this shit. Because uh, you're not going to leave. I'm not going to allow you to lie to me. Wait, I really like this one. You're gonna for now. A, wait, we're gonna get you're gonna get an invitation to Stephanie's whatever, and then you go text me for the confirmation, like bitch, I know you know. I know you know. I'm just, no, I'm I like, know you, you know. You just gonna get the looking eye emoji and you gonna know what I'm talking about. Y'all, please. I'm so serious. I, I this week I decided to turn over a new Greg, leaf, okay? I, I have a crush on someone, guys. Please. A real crush. A crushy crush. A crush on you? Like the video. Huh. I know you see me in the videos. It depends on how this weekend goes, because this weekend's gonna be messy. This weekend finna be met fin to be messy. This sounds like a weekend. I need to be in the house. Nope. <laughs> you need to be present. Make presents. sure you're present on Friday. Present on Friday for the function. Oh, I'm doing a beer Olympics on Saturday, so that's gonna be fun. Fun fun beer Olympics. So Some white people shit. <laughs> like, but we going but it's me and a couple of black people, we going as Team Wakanda. <laughs> Wow, of course. That's the blackest shit I've ever heard, Kevin. <laughs> we pull it up. We want all the smoke. And we we want all the smoke. <laughs> Bruh, that's some black shit. So, now, so, so I was planning on being in the house this weekend. So you're telling me I need to be popped out on Friday? Just Friday. Okay. Just Friday. So it's Cincinnati Burger Week. Facts. Facts. And I don't eat red meat all like that. Like, I'm really trying to stay away from it. Like, I had a barbacoa salad. That's probably going to be it for the day. So, we ended up going to Pony's last night, right? Yes. So, so Pony was one of the restaurants that had the final Is it? Yeah. It is, yeah. I didn't see it that on the burger. list. You got to, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I was at work, so it's just I just looked at the thing. Scoming. I swear scoming. I didn't see it when I was scrolling, scrolling through. One of those. See, I combine words. No, mm-mm. It's a word now. So, we ended up linking as a, a family. Me, mm-hmm. Cal. Shout out to Tara and Vaughn. And Vaughn's friend, friend that we do not his know. name I'm going to forget, and she going to hear this, and I'm sorry, girl. But shout out to y'all. And then, you know... Cincinnati's so small, and then there's not too much to do, so all the blacks tend to, like, congregate. Because the funny thing is, the funny thing is, so I posted, I'm going to cut you off. Funny thing is, so I posted an IG story, like, yo, who trying to get these $5 burgers with me? Like, just because I'm like, I know I'm going to get them regardless. I'm getting a $5 burger. But I am inviting people to come along with me mm-hmm. in procuring $5 burgers. 
So then, <laughs> so then, Vive hit me up like, "Yo, what's up?" And I'm like, "You know, we talk, we talk like, we just, we just, we decide. All right, we doing pony at seven. I'm like, all right, back cool. And then she hit me, "Yo, I got a homie coming, like, got by my homegirl. I'm like, yeah, I ain't no issue. And then you hit me like, "What we doing?" I'm like, "I'm already scheduled to do this. You come on, come on too. Come on, true. Turns out the homegirl she invited." It's, 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 one, it's my good friend, like, my older sister damn near Tara. I'm like... Oh, <laughs> nigga! <laughs> so, that's how that happened. Continue with your story. Cause so, was- yeah. All right. So, these two men from out of town come and they decide, you know... They see black people. They see black people. And they think this must be a safe space for us. Okay? I think they asked us how the food was. They did. And we were like, oh, it's fire. We just ordered wings. Like, Pony's wings are fire. I don't fuck with knockback gnats. I like that. You tripping. You um, tripping. You tripping. That's fine. I know it's the unpopular I went to Hooligans opinion. last night. Hooligans wings are fire. The lemon pepper wings are fire. I didn't have Why don't we have a Cincinnati wing week? <laughs> like, why is because that it'll be Oak Tavern, Knockbacks, <laughs> Hooligans, Pony, and that's it, nigga. <laughs> Kickbacks. You Wait, cannot. are Oak Tavern's wings really that good? Yes. Because my dad is talking about it. Yes. Oak Tavern's wings are fire. Kickback wings don't sleep. Please don't sleep on kickback wings. They got some of the best wings in the city. I'm not ever going to make my way over there, so that's that. Yo, fake bougie ass. I don't understand why. I'm not fake bougie. I just don't be going to the west side. That's not that's Westside. That's Hartwell. It's, that's it's not that. Mad, it's mad. You literally have to pass that to get to the function. Not be in Hartwell either. No, I don't go on the 75. I miss everyone, girl. Like, All right. <laughs> okay. Continue. So. They join us for they join us for our circle. Mind okay. you, we had a table with six people, and this table could barely hit sit four. So four. we just we alternating who done first. Like so, everybody can sit have a seat at the table. Nigga shit. As we, we are eating as a family. Okay, so mind you, we're in the middle of telling this story now, y'all. I'm telling you now. My disclaimer is that we was on some whole other ball headed whole shit. Okay. And it's not even ho shit because everybody in this situation is single-esque. So, don't do it, Calvin. <laughs> Your face. But no, they can't see my face. So, just just don't let it rock. Y'all just know, like, it was shady. Just know. <laughs> so, single-esque is a shady-ass word anyway. There's a white man masquerading around town as a sugar daddy. Okay, I'm going to leave names out because if you get jammed up, don't mention mine. Um, and I don't want to get sued. I don't want to get sued. Big fact. And um, he looks like the motherfucker who will sue and call the sue, police. Sue, call the police. He looks like, you know what I'm saying, your permit patty ass nigga. Oh, Coupon Carl hit that. Coupon Carl. Like, he's one of those. So, sugar daddy I dealt with for a second. There was literally no sugar exchanged. Another, I was a Splenda baby. Like, you got a kiss on the cheek. You know what I'm saying? Fair enough. If that. And so, it ended because... White men and their entitlement. I'm not property. We're good. I sold the bag he bought me. I ended up, you know what I mean? Like, I came up. We good. So, Cincinnati's so small strikes again because he ends up talking to one of my homegirls. He finds out that me and this homegirl know each other. So, I'm like, girl, run the scam. Run the scam. We don't, we know each other. Like, this is one of my good friends. So, clearly, like, we know each other well enough. And I'm just like, girl, do what you gotta do. 
So he's in her inbox talking about you're a liar, you're this, mad you're that. Spicy. Talking mad, like real spicy with her. And so she's just like, bro, I don't even know Alex. Like, fuck Alex. Like, fuck that bitch. Like, talking, I mean, running my name through the mud with my permission because I don't, girl, do what you gotta do. Which is a wild, that's a wild ass. Do what you have to do. By the end of the night, literally, we end up bumping into said white man. When you talk, speak of the devil. He happens to appear. Does he not say? Pulls up at Tina's. Pulls up at Tina's, right? And we're just like, bitch, he finna walk in here. We gotta act like we fighting. Otherwise, this man gonna know what time it is. So he walks inside Tina's. And when I say we get and seen, it's a full-blown spectacle. You'd have thought we that literally the owner was about to call the police on us. He thought this shit was so deep. He thought it was real. Yeah. So Calvin's just like, wait, Alex, I'm going to hold you back. Alex, I'm holding you back. And meanwhile, the people that are with us that are in on it are dying. Like, they, it took everything in it, me. Like, they are dead right now. They are so weak. Mind you, we have two out-of-town visitors that are watching this like what the fuck did we just come a part of like what is it you know, they both shook and said they looking at each other like huh? they're like brother is this how they do it in Cincinnati <laughs> so they my homegirl and white trash walk out and me and Kyle walk back in and literally the whole bar is like flabbergasted <laughs> they don't even know how to take it right now <laughs> they don't and they have no clue mind you as soon as so like so we so, so set up the fake fight i'm like i gotta make a little look real so i'm like i'm trying to hold alex back so she, you know so she don't try, you know allegedly try to hit this person all that shit well, i'm like we storm out right we quote unquote storm out we get like halfway down the block start busting out laughing weak i mean hot cackled okay so, we ended up going to the hookah bar. I text my homegirl, like, all right, girl, we left. Coast is clear. Meet me at, have him take you to the hookah bar. Or meet me at the hookah bar, whatever. So, we ended up at Gypsy's. Bitch walks in two grand richer. Run the scam! Listen, you do what you got to do, okay? <laughs> like, if you're the captain, I'm lieutenant. You tell me which play we making, coach. These men are expendable and disposable. Mm -hmm. Specifically, their cash. Mm -hmm. And if my homegirl can benefit from this interaction, if we all can win, but this man has already cashed me out. He was the one that bought me bags. I got a down payment on my car. Put up a bills paid. He actually paid for my trip to Atlanta. He ain't even know it. He also just paid for my trip to North Carolina via my homegirl. He ain't even know it. So why you sitting over here thinking that you gassing me and you shitting on me? Really? We running a fucking scam. That's how you do that. When women put our differences aside for the greater good <laughs> of female empowerment, <laughs> I am a proud bitch. I put up on Facebook. If you follow me on Facebook, literally, my status was nothing makes me happier than when one of my friends has a finesseful day of scamming one of you trash ass men. Chicken biscuit. It is truly Christmas in July, guys. I deserved at least twenty. <laughs> you I, did. I deserved at least twenty, <laughs> and like, I, like she, she was like, "I'm like, no, I'm serious. Like, I need twenty dollars. Like, you at just, least. you just got like two racks. I like, mean, I need twenty dollars." And from what she told me today, he's still talking cash shit about me, which is fine. Because what difference? Why do you still have my name in your mouth? Like, you don't want the interaction with me anymore. That's fine. You weren't getting. Me. <laughs> That's completely okay. But why must you dog me to people who don't care? To women, literally, that give a fuck more about me than they will you. But at the same time, girl, I don't pay your bills. He's willing to. Do what you gotta do. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
Alright, okay, okay. I'm gonna let that marinate. I gotta let that marinate for a minute because that I was there live and direct. So Man, that was a little wild. So Calvin has seen me finesse. <laughs> and I mean, if shout out to the men that like I actually give a damn about because I would never do this to you. But to the men who really be trying be trying Alex, like I'm petty. And when y'all go high, I'm when they go low, I'm taking it to the flow. Like I, I'm so sorry. I will burn down the house with me in it. Okay, I don't listen. I'm so sorry. I've, God's got some working on me to do. You and me and my therapist, we meet every Thursday. I'm working through it, guys. But don't try me, cause I play chess, not checkers. Okay. All right. So thank you, Alex, for that interesting story on um, female empowerment. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, Scam him, sis. It's a mood. Hey, man. Listen, if niggas ain't protecting their necks, that's on them, I guess. Like at this point, if you not if you not protecting your neck and protecting your wallet, you you are allowing yourself to to get finessed, and you have to be more steadfast and mindful to avoid such things. So, where's that? Or stop trying to pin women against each other for your personal ego and enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Because that too. you never know who knows who. And yes, me and my homegirl have no problems making ourselves a spectacle for our financial gain. Y'all watch Love & Hip Hop? It's the same thing. I don't, but I, I'll let you cut. All right, okay. So, one thing I want to talk about, as, as, and it's kind of... I think we talked a little bit about accountability last week, Steph, as far as, like, owning our own shit to a certain extent. And so I kind of wanted to discuss, like... I call it, like, the anatomy of a breakup, right? Because, like, we all, you know, everyone talks about, like, how you got with somebody, how, you know, how the relationship or the situationship or, or whatever. But I don't think we really discuss, like, how how the shit fell apart. You know what I'm saying? How do we right. go from, like, I really, truly fuck with you to, like, I don't want anything to do with you or this ain't going to work. So, um, I know, Steph, if you want to kind of, like, start us off um, on just kind of, like, being, talking through, like, like your last, like, you ain't got to be, like, a, a breakup of some sort. I don't know. I figure I'll we'll save our special guest, you know. That nigga ghosted me, and I went out the next day. <laughs> it's not, it don't have to be the last one, just any one that you want to talk about. You don't have to be the last one if you don't want to. I'm just... That was the last one. I said it don't have to be the last one. I haven't... Listen, am I the right person to talk about this with? You my co-host. You got to. <laughs> I don't really go through breakups. Because I don't go through relationships, so... You can... One thing I think we... You can break up a, a situation, It's just harder to explain what happened. Oh, anybody I was in a situation where, like, since 2014, I still talk to them. Like, I still communicate with them. Huh. We're still cool. How do, how do y'all manage to do that? Because I... Time. Like, there's, like, a time where you don't talk to them, and then you're just like, whatever. Okay. Because I ask, because, like... There's a couple people like I still don't talk to to this day. Um, uh, the guy that I dated that lived out in Los Angeles, him and I are like in a cool space. Um, he most recently was like, you know, even though we didn't work out, you're the girl that I compare every girl to now. So, that's that's deep. Yeah, <laughs> like shit. Jeez. I I, um, I I I think I got too much pride to tell any woman that, even if it's true. <laughs> pride go before the fall. We but had that's a conversation. Calvin. We 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 had it yesterday, but that's one of those things that I don't see the in telling anyone like why would I tell someone I'm not with I compare every girl to you like that does nothing because I don't think they want to be with me it didn't work like we have an understanding that we didn't work out but 
whatever aspects that was good for the both of us, like, are between us. They they chase that for with the next with other people, which that's something you have to work out for yourself. Because I there was a point where I was doing that, but mostly what I realized the things that he did that I was trying to seek in other people was more like the financial things he did for me. And that's the hardest to replicate. No, that's not the hardest to replicate. There's other parts of there was so much that was like, yes, cool. You like the trips or the like the presents, whatever. And he wasn't even bad with like communicating because that was probably like the most communicative, like openly communicative relationships I've ever been in. But it was every got everything out of that except for a person who actually wanted to be with me. And when I realized, like, in the moment of that situation ending, it was like, whatever. And I felt devastated in that moment. But now I'm just like, it just didn't work out. So that's why I could be cool stuff, with him 2018 now. 2018 stuff. And this man would have been. They would have worked out. They would have worked out. They would have worked out. But now it's just like, now fundamentally we see things differently. Because who he is now, like. He he's got gained so much success in his like personal career that he's going through what I find a lot of successful black guys go through where they think people are only for them for their money, which is like that's something you got to work out with yourself, sweetie. And so a lot of the things he says now, he's like, these women don't want to be with me. They just want to know when they can marry me and when I'm going to trick off on them. So that part of 2018 stuff like that's not. While I understand your viewpoint, we did just get through a whole like scam him sis story. So like, you know, <laughs> there's a difference. There's though. definitely a there's a difference now. between scamming an ancient man and then realizing somebody's a good partner to be with. Yeah, because the guy I was just talking about clearly was trash. He we all ain't shit to somebody though. That's right? fine. Everybody is toxic, but like this man was blatantly had a fetish for black women. I'm not, he was blatantly wanting to. He's worth taking his money. He's worth running the bag up. And yeah, some of you black men have the same fetishes that are getting exposed on a daily anyway. So yeah, if you're gonna have a fetish, I feel the need to expose you, especially and, because you also treated me like trash. So yeah, I told you I'm vindictive as hell. I got problems. Me and my but that about. really just boils down to like your moral code and how you treat other people. If you're really treating people with respect and dignity, nobody's going to treat you without respect and dignity. Like that's just. I disagree. The reason why I disagree is not because like I disagree because in a perfect world, yes. If if you treat people with respect, people will treat you with respect. We don't live in a perfect world. We don't li- we don't live in a perfect world because in a perfect world, the bad people wouldn't win. Sometimes the bad people win. Sometimes the people who ain't shit win. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that like ideally you're right. Right, but wait, I also get what Stephanie's saying because at the same time, bad people get bad shit happening to them as well. They don't always come out on top. And yes, I do believe that in some cosmic way, the energy you put out into this world, you get reciprocated tenfold. So yeah, you out here acting and you know treating women the way that you treat women, and one woman comes around and gets you for what the fuck you deserve to be gotten for, that's on you, fam. That's the L you have to take. Because, and I do definitely believe that everybody, every interaction is somehow the, reci- the reciprocity of the energy that you once put out. Everybody's problematic. Everybody is toxic. And eventually, you're going to get that energy in return. So, yeah, he got this energy in return. I don't. I think it's unfair that my ex feels like people are... Like, I think he's insecure about it. He definitely grew up super... Poor. 
And now that he's coming into his own lane of success, like, there's no reason for him to think that every woman's just after him for his money. But you talk about the poverty mindset, right, Seth? We've talked about this before. Yeah, and he clearly still has that poverty mindset. Where you, if you come for nothing and you get things, you're afraid that people are going to take it away from you. Yeah, so. and that's exactly, every time I talk about it, that's exactly what I mean. And so for me, like, 2018 stuff, just wouldn't be able to fuck with him. Fair enough. I, I'm not I'm not trying to argue just to say argue, and I agree with that, but... No, but, yeah. But him and I, like, we're cool. We talk, we chat, I check up on him, he checks up on me. What else? I'm sorry, only thing, only time, only person that, like, you went through any type of... Maybe breaking up of a, of a wrong word, like the fall, so like a fallout. You could fall out in a situation. You could we fall just out. didn't talk. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Uh, Oh no! I thought. I, no, I'm gonna no, say if you do you want to go first. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, okay, because I was gonna save you for it. last. I was gonna save you. For I last. mean, I'll wait. That's fine. All I'm saying is, you know what I've learned, and after that situation, if you don't argue with people, they always come back around. So I, literally, I think that was the changing point in how I dated people. So there's no like for me, I don't really necessarily fall out with people. It took me a couple of guys after that, but now like. I don't, I'm not going to argue you down. Like, if I have feelings, like, I have a therapist, I have friends, I'll talk through it with them, but I'm not going to argue or talk bad about you or do any of that because I've learned, like, especially with men, they always come back around. So if you really want something to redevelop out of it, the opportunity will present itself. Uh, there's, there's a couple that I won't come back around on. There's a few. There's I a have couple. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, that's why I don't I don't argue people down. Because it's, whatever, you'll be back. Or even if I don't want you back, like, it's it just, just not worth it to me anymore. That's I feel it. So for me, generally, like to break up or to fall out, it comes from, it comes from a point of an issue with either communication I always mess up res- reciprocity. Like, yes, because those will, you know how you have words that just don't want to. just don't want to come out right. Yeah, so communication, <laughs> rep- uh, reciprocity. It. Yeah. That one. Reciprocating emotions and feelings and efforts, you know, or is one of those, or a combination of the both, too. And so for me, like, I think there's a direct lyric. It is like, he says, like, moments I stop having fun with it, I'm done with it. So the moment I feel like this has become more mature. All right, Cameron. This is, this is more of a chore. It's more of a strain. Like, <laughs> like all right. Because Juju was a good woman. And, like, like, but no, like but, all right. Yeah. But let me, I don't but let think me, there was anything wrong with Cameron's breakup, though. Because he just was like, I'm not having fun no more. Relationships okay. only are always that. And this woman was with you for 10 years. Yeah, it's not a better you know, way. Like, fun was all you expected out of her? Okay. That's Wait, not that. Wouldn't you rather he say, I'm not having fun and break up with her than, like, go out his way and cheat on her? Like, if you're not having fun, you're not having fun. Get out think, the relationship. And, and, and I think for me, it's more so. It's like okay. It's because like so. so I just thought it was really shallow. Yeah. Now, do I do I commend the way? Okay, he gets half a chocolate chip cookie for exiting the relationship Can before. Can my cookie on my purse? Before he decides really? to become purse. complete trash. Okay, so yes, I do commend literally getting the cookie. So <laughs> mad loud, too. <laughs> mad loud. So yes, I do commend him for like exiting the relationship before he started to become toxic. Great, but we're not gonna sit here and pretend like that wasn't some shallow shit. That was shallow. And shout out to Ju- Juju's glow up since leaving that fuckboy. Can about because you because you took and you ran and that wasn't even what I. It's fine. Go ahead. 
ahead. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Because for me, it's more it. so it's like this anytime. Too sweet. <laughs> I really hate you for just eating. So, okay, anyway. No, I'm finna take a piece count. Go ahead. <laughs> and these rappers so loud. <laughs> Editing's a motherfucker. Um, so oh, for me, man. it's like the moment I feel like it's a strain. Like any, like I'm at the point where like my you have to be better than my solitude for me even to consider a relationship because I I can be by myself and enjoy my own company. I'm not pressed for other people's companionship. You know what I realized? I cut you off. I'm gonna let you finish. So swing back to me later. <laughs> I, I got you. So for me, if if it's I ever too sweet, isn't it? Going on with this cookie. Sorry, Calvin. Sorry. So if I ever feel like a relationship, whether it's platonic or not, it's a like it's too much of a strain on like my my emotions, my mental, my physical, whatever. I'm out. And if I also feel like if I'm ever putting in too much effort that I'm receiving, I'm out. Mm -hmm. Well, and so generally any breakup fallout that we've had, I've had with any of my significant others or whatever, it's been a combination of the two. Mm -hmm. And I know there's a, there's a couple women out there who I wasn't right for. Who way got me in a space that I wasn't right. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not that guy who blames everything on every other ex. Like, no, that's not it. But even in both situations, the, the dynamic was reversed. The dynamic was they were putting more in than they were getting out. And so I recognize that we, she recognized it. We called it for what it is. For me, as when I was younger. Guys, I think I just reached that age where I'm like, sweets are nasty. Does this make me old? Am I old? Girl, you completely cut him off. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I really want to like gag this cookie. It's so gross. <laughs> Well, how long has it been in your purse? It's a freshly baked cookie. From where? From where? Potbelly. Uh, Potbelly, see. It's no. so sweet. No, like, it's a sugar no. cookie, and then they put these huge granulated sugars crystals First on for most, I only, I only rock with chocolate chip for most part. Secondly, Potbelly well, cookies are so sweet. job is trying to make me fat, so. Potbelly cookies are... You gotta get water. You have to have water no, with them. You have to have water. You have to have water. This is facts. Like, <laughs> no, Calvin, you were making a really good point. I'm so sorry. So, sorry. Let's run it back. Um, so My for me, apologies. so there's always been a combination of two. And when, but when I was younger, I lashed out. And when I was younger, I didn't necessarily know how to like express my frustration without some sort of confrontation or agitation with whoever. Um, are you raising your hand because you agree or are you raising your hand because you have a question? Both. <laughs> What's your question? I, well, I figured you would get to it, so okay. I, that's why okay. I raised okay. my hand. All right. You, 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 all right. So, 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 like, a lot of times when I felt like I was done wrong, instead of just, like, taking the L, removing myself, and it was never, I would never, like, you know, badmouth people publicly, but it was like, I will let you know that I thought you was on some trash. And I would, and I would say it in a way that's like, you know, at that point, we talk about vindictiveness, right, Alex? Right. Like, I was very vindictive in how, like, I talked to you because I felt like you had started this whole thing, so I'm going I'm to give you what you deserve, quote-unquote. But, as I've gone, gotten older, you know what I'm saying, being, I've realized that, like, anger and, like, vindictiveness is, like, it's like grabbing a, like, a hot-ass rock and throwing it at somebody. 
you burn your own fucking hand. Like, you know, it's like drinking, it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to get sick because it's only fucking up my mood. This person doesn't give a flying fuck about me. Doesn't give a fuck, doesn't care about what I'm feeling, but I'm over here going through it over somebody who doesn't give a fuck. I feel like we were talking about this last week and I told you the same thing. And we're talking about it in a way where it's like, so for me, I had to learn that, okay, it's still, the feelings are still there. Like, I still feel the same way, but I felt whenever something, but it's now, and maybe, and maybe it's a pride thing, or maybe it's not, but like, I'm no longer going to let you know how you're affecting me. I'm going to deal with it on my own. And that gives someone the satisfaction of knowing they don't give a fuck about me, but I still give a fuck about them. Now, there's differences between understanding the hurt and then wanting to get back with somebody. Like, if I wanted to get back with you, like, I generally, out of sight, out of mind is how I usually handle breakups. Like, I'll block somebody. I'll, I'll, I'll mute you. I'll block you. I'll delete I your number. I don't want to, I don't want to see, I don't want to hear nothing about you. Because, because mm-hmm. that's the way I facilitate getting over people. Do you follow the people you're dating on um, social media? Mm-mm. I try not to. I, I stopped know. doing that. You know, this guy I started talking to recently, he got mad at me because he said, can I follow you on Instagram? And I said, no. He said, "Who does that?" He said, "Are you? What are you hiding?" I said, "My kids and my husband." (laughs) That second one would have gotten this little. You know, you being petty, but (laughs) I was like, "A word, bet, blocked." A word, but but from and there's and there's people and because I've had this conversation on social media who don't understand why because I I said like if you like them mute them if you love them block them. You know, like, don't follow them. <laughs> just don't follow but them. But sometimes you, sometimes you, you know, you follow them, and then you feel find catch feelings, and then you got to unfollow or bleep whatever. But the, the more you know, of the, I don't do it. Um, go ahead. I'm the more of the story is the same. Like if I if I'm involved with you to the point, I don't want to see what you're doing on social media. I don't want. I don't want to see what you're doing. I don't. I don't. I don't because for me, I think one thing is um, social media has allowed like for an almost unhealthy level of attachment to somebody. Like, w- I don't think humans are meant to know what someone's do- what someone else is doing 24-7. Especially if you have some type of connection to them. I think that creates... Codependency. Uh, codependency and like this sense of entitlement to this person. Like, I literally had to stop getting in my feelings behind things like... Um, like, I was talking to this guy and I asked him if he wanted to hang out. And he left me on red. And typical me would be like, bitch, who do you think you really been on red? Bitch, I'm Alex. You will come. You will see me. Like, what? and then I had to check, like, literally <laughs> to check myself. Like, check myself. It's just like, Alex, you're not entitled to anybody's time. This exact same way you would check somebody about being entitled to yours. So what are you doing? Like, ma'am, check yourself. And if he gets back to you, great. If he doesn't, even better. Like, I will say, though, red receipts, like, it makes you overthink the situation more than it is, even if you, like, it could be something super casual and you would still overthink it. See, for me, yeah. I turn, I, I remember the exact moment I turned my red receipts on. And so, and the reason why I did it. So, for me, it was back, like, oh, I just got out of school, just got out of, like, just got out of, out of college. And I was de- dealing with somebody who was older, who's like, I was 23 at the time, this person had to be, like, 27, 28, whatever. Um... Maybe older, but that's not the point. But it was like every time she would text me, if I didn't respond back in like five minutes, or you know, she would just she would start like bugging out, like you're like like I don't like that. 
I don't like that either. So again, I'm like, so then in my young mind, I'm going to turn my reverse on. So that way you, if you, if you, instead of you thinking I'm ignoring you, you will know that when I haven't got the message yet and when I haven't, I read it. So that way it will shut you the fuck up. Newsflash, spoiler alert, it didn't. But ever since then, I just kept them on because why not? But I think, and so kind of tying back to like the breakups in, in general, like I, I break up. I want a clean, I want as clean of a break as possible when I break up. I don't want to see you. I don't want to see your friends. I don't want to see anyone who will remind me of you. Oh, well, do I have a story for you? <laughs> and so that's just how I'm, I just, like, I don't want to see, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I don't want to see that shit because that's how I'm going to get over you. Because if I don't, if I continue to see you, then like, you're, you know, we start to romanticize the good parts and forget the bad. Right. And so, and then you start thinking, oh, we can work this out when it's like, no, no. there's a reason that y'all fell off, y'all broke up, y'all ghosted each other, whatever. There's a reason for it. There's a reason we're here. Um, so, perfect segue. Um, so, I'm at a place where I'm able to be transparent with respects to all parties involved. And if you know me, the, you know, the one thing you know about me is I am very private. I share with the world what I actually want the world to see. And what you see of me is probably clubbing and kicking it and hangouts. Sorry. But what you don't see is like the, I would, okay, how do I say this? My social media presence is exactly what I want you to think of me. It's exactly what I produce, what I want you to think. I want you to think all I do is party and hang out and eat good food and hang out with people all damn day and smoke hookah. I want you to think that. I spend a lot more of my time with my child. I spend a lot of time at work. I spend a lot of time. I just bought a house, so I'm investing into that property. Snaps for you. So, like, I spend a lot of time investing into Alex. So, when you do see me out, please understand that, like, my business is always handled. And if I'm here, it's because Alex's business is handled. My child is fine. My house is fine. My father's fine. Bills are paid. I'm not, like, you know, I'm. There's not anything missing in my life in order for me I think, to be. I think I think a lot of, and, I'm, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but I think a lot of times when people see people like out kicking it, like a decent amount, like all of like we enjoy. I like for me, it's like if I'm social, it's either I'm either social, I'm bored, I live alone, bored by myself in the house, right? And so I'd rather just be around people because. I, I still feel like I need human interaction every now and then. Like, I need adult yeah. human interaction. Yeah. And so, I but. sure do. And the other part about it is I am a grown. And y'all, the crazy thing is that I do take that, the comment, well, you always out as, Facts. as gaslighting. First but, of all, it's none of your fucking business. And second of all, you're I know mad, you. you're But second pressed. of all, it's more so it's like, oh, you always out. Then they'll all see you out. Nigga, that means you're out too. You're, if you see me out, you're out too. Or you're watching me be out, which means you'd rather be with me than wherever you is that you are. And that's how I take that. Because the folks that are always out with me, they never have that kind. It's always good to see you, girl. Because when I'm not out, it's something going on with Alex. Why Alex ain't been on the functions? What's good with her? It's always that. You miss two weekends, and everybody's like, man, I ain't seen you in a minute. You good? Like, what you but I just was out too much. But now, when you when I just keep my ass in the house, and why do y'all equate being in the house as being active or being productive? Sometimes y'all be sitting in the house depressed and jealous. Mm. Somebody. So anyway, right, right, so, yeah. anyway, I got that tangent. We, yeah. But um, so I say this, and oh, what is this emotion? What is this? What is this? Um. So I'm currently in the middle of a divorce and my closest friends know the, the, the timeline 
They know the dates. They know the hows. They know the ins. They know the outs. They know how long I've actually been dealing with this particular situation. And now that paperwork is signed, now that, like, um, you know, court dates are set and I have my own space and he has his own space and we don't have any assets and we don't have any. There's nothing that's tying us together. And I don't feel the need to not necessarily hide, but I'm able to be honest with myself, my situation and the people around me. Um, So dissecting the breakup is when you're in a serious and committed relationship for somebody that you plan on being sharing a couple forevers with. Um, it's not just one thing, like everybody's like, well, what happened? Like my circle, my closest people, the first thing I name out, Alex, what happened? And it's not a thing that happens. It's a multitude, it's a clusterfuck of things that happen. And it's typically one thing, one one thing in particular that was mishandled. And then it was never corrected and never properly addressed again. So then this one thing becomes two things that are now mishandled. And then I'm a firm believer in once a mistake, now a habit. So now we were in a pattern of mishandling each other. Now we're in a pattern of not treating each other with the the love and regard that you're supposed to have for your partner. Now you're in a situation where you look up and you've been in this state with somebody that you love and, and honor and respect. And you're not even the same people anymore. You're not the same, not even just to this person, but to yourself and to your circle. My friends noticed my change before I did. The people that are just like, girl, you temper. Girl, you moody. Girl, we don't. We love you, but being around you is hard. We love you, but being around you is difficult. And we don't want to not have you around, but we also don't want to have to deal with the attitude and your shit. And then I'm just like, well, what is wrong with me? Like, what? And it was because I was living... Me and my my spouse at the time were living in a toxic situation with each other, and it started to... It's like an oil spill. It leaks, and it gets everywhere. And it starts to affect your working relationships, um, you know, your friendships, personal... Everything in your life, because home's not right. Home's not right. So everything else in your life can't function. So... The, the, the final fallout for that particular situation for us was on Mother's Day. It just it imploded. And you get to a, um, a point of no return. And you get to a point where you cross that one boundary, that one line, that one thing. And it's not always cheating, so stay out my mentions. And it's not always, you know, who lied or who didn't come home. It, that's, if you know me, you know two things. Pussy don't scare me, and what the fuck is a curfew? So it's just always... It's deeper than rap because love is a constant. It's a constant cycle of forgiveness because if you harbor ill and you harbor hate and you harbor those things and resentment, it, it does become toxic. So it wasn't those things. It was two people who did not know how to fight and love. We were fighting. We were fighting each other. We weren't fighting for each other. It was I. The problem is in the middle of us, and it was us attacking from opposite sides it wasn't us attacking the problem together it was the problem it was me and him it was we were the problem for each other instead of us against the problem and we could never figure that out and when you love somebody the way i love my husband you let them go and i made him leave let me go you have to let me go 
we're not doing this the way that we promised that we would do this for each other. And then I have a son, he has a son. So now our kids are, are coming home and they can feel it. They're walking on eggshells and they don't even know why they're walking on eggshells. They don't even know they're walking on eggshells. You know what I mean? They don't even know, but they know. So for all parties involved, it was just best for us to go our separate ways. So when you start to dissect the situation, you start to accountability is the name of the game. I can sit here and talk shit and bash and tell y'all he was this and he was that. And I'll be well within my rights because to me, in my experience with this man, he was those things. But he was also a great partner. He was also a business partner. He was also a great father. He was also a great father figure. He was also a good friend. So despite the things that made us bitter, he was still a good person. I still believe he's a good person. I think he's a very hurt person. I think he has some emotions and some toxic things that he needs to seek a qualified, trained professional to kind of work those things through with. I think I do too. But I had to take responsibility for my portion of toxic and my portion of pain and my portion of the things that I mishandled with him and his feelings and his things that he felt I didn't respect and honor as well. It's not the blame game. It's the, this is what I need to forgive myself for, if possible, extend an apology for, and then close the chapter in peace. Close it the way we started. And I started with him in love. I'm going to end it that way as well. So. I want to say that at the end of this, I pray that I have a friend. I pray that we go back to being best friends. Because at one point in time, all we had was each other. That roof wasn't always pretty. And that couch wasn't always brand new. And that fridge wasn't always full. But we always ate. Our beds were always made. Our kids were always full. So we had each other. So I I, I pray that we start this the way we ended it. So that's that's that on that. <laughs> I, we I appreciate we appreciate you being honest and open because we know, you know what I'm saying we had we had talks and it was like when when I'm ready to talk about it I'll pull up. So yeah, I and want to take this moment and I think this is what's gonna make me emotional. So y'all y'all know I'm not a fucking crier, but I've been crying a lot lately. But that's um, a lie. You're always I'm been always a crying. crying. But um, I'm always crying. But I want to give take this opportunity to say a huge screaming shouting thank you to my set and my tribe and my support system and my friends and my family who recognized that I didn't have the strength for Alex and became that for me and didn't have the strength for my son at times and they had that for me as well and they said you know what girl this is hard and no we can't necessarily relate but we can be there and yeah your attitude's off the chain and yeah your temper's crazy but we understand this isn't alex this is what alex is going through and we're gonna have patience for you and we are gonna check you when you out of line we are gonna try to soothe those waters for you we we can't bear the burden but we can support your back and y'all did that y'all did that so thank you and yes i am throwing a divorce party (laughs) details coming soon Hey, I mean, I, if you, sometimes if you, if you can toast to the good times, you can toast to the bad too. Hey, because of, because the bad because the bad makes us who we are just as much as the good. As absolutely, and I don't take this as a bad time. I take it as two people realized that they were toxic to each other and decided to move, move the fuck around. And no, I'm going to be the first. This was not peaceful. It was the, it did not go down peacefully. The people that know they know what time it was. They knew Alex was close to jail in heaven at the same time. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, the people that know, know. So I'm not going to sit here in front like, oh, it was so amicable and it was hummingbird. It was not that, honey. It was, it was, it was hell's fire. It was going down. And I'm glad that me and him are both in a space where we've apologized for those things. He's apologized for his actions. He's recognized his faults to an extent. <laughs> and we're both able to look at each other as adults instead of I don't see him and want to like stab a nigga. Adults instead of adversaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, and I appreciate. I think for me, it's like that's that's for that's for growth. That's the growth in me that I. That's like the one thing. It's like because for me, it's always either with me or against me, right? Either I'm saying you either with me, you're against me, or you're in my way. Right. And but that binary you know classification you know the world isn't black and white the world has a lot of gray areas Mm-mm. and and so sometimes like people are just people you know what I'm saying people don't have to be with you or against you you know people are just people right um and I'm still working on I'm still working on a couple things there's a reason there's a reason that I'm not in a relationship right now it's like it's 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 my choice. Right. Career, my nigga. Career. I told myself that I would, when I get ready to, I would actively date more responsibly. And when I say that, like, me, if you, me and my husband's love story was a whirlwind. Literally, like, start to finish. And it just happened so rapid. It happened so quickly. And I got caught up in, like, the him and I thing without knowing, like, you know, people got, you know, without knowing the things that people really, really do deal with and how they deal with it. And my next, you know, little situation is going to be a lot different. And, and I deserve that. And my child deserves that. You know, there's that's the other part. I'm a parent. So and I was in, in a uh, committed relationship with someone who was also a parent. So our kids broke up. That's a package deal. Our kids broke. My son has not seen my stepson's. Like a in months, yeah. Since April. So and here we are July. There they have not they bonded as brothers and they haven't seen each other. So it's a it's a lot. And as an adult and as you grow older, I'm pushing thirty. So you just there's certain things you have to navigate differently because I owe it to not just myself but the child that I created in this world as well. His his feelings got hurt too. So you have to just dissecting that there's a lot a lot of things we like to say fault. I like to say accountabilities. Because it may not necessarily be my fault, but it's for I'm for damn sure accountable for it. There's, there's a phrase that's like it may not it's like it may not be your fault, but it is your responsibility. Period. Like and I have to, I have to walk that. I got to be real with, and not only that, but your families love each other, and you know, and and not just in marriages, but you be with your bro- girlfriend, boyfriend for six, seven months. Nana wants her to come to Thanksgiving still. That's why people can't meet my mama. You cannot meet Kendra, Andrew. Hell no, nah. I have to kill you. No, cause like I be damn, cause like first of all, ain't no one me, ain't no one meet my mama since high school. Cause like I don't play. That's like I'm a sing. I'm a I'm a I'm a sing, I'm an only child raised by single mom. I don't play them. I don't play them games. Oh, and my mom not the type of mom to lie for me if I had women coming in and out. No, she don't play that shit. Man, what, Braylon? I'm gonna hold it down. As a matter of fact, Braylon, let me know. Give me like her bio or something before she comes to that. Bra- mom, I'm bringing over Vanessa. Vanessa goes here. She was here. She's got two parents over there. Hey! Them. Mom, I got Sally coming through. Sally goes here. She ain't got no mama. In her name, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, Sally, can my condolences? Like, girl, I'm good. What? Braylon got a writer. 
And see, for me, like, no. it's, it's more so, I'm not gonna put my mom in that position where she gotta, like, you know what I'm saying, do that. And plus, I don't play, she, I, yeah. I, I don't play them games. Like, if you meet my mama, like, we go together for real, for real. And I'll be damned. Cause, like, but you know what? This crazy, as I've always felt like that's ass backwards. And because I, listen, if I'm really interested in a guy, I don't want to get serious with you. I bring you to my pops. My, t- my pops tell me you a fuck nigga. Now I can't even date you no more. And I done wasted six months of my damn time, and I can't even... No, uh-uh, you meeting Pops probably sooner than later, because I my dad is a real nigga re- radar. He gonna let you know ASAP. Oh, no. Um, daughter, I don't know about this cat. I don't, I don't know about this one. And if you've met Pops, my dad is 75 OG. He not fucking playing with y'all. My dad is 75. He does not have time to be coy. He's like, listen, I might die tomorrow. I'm telling you what time it is now. Like, no. No. He, so, no. Yes, you were going to meet my father. I need to know. I need Pops to let me know what time it is. And see, um, I think, for me, there's levels. Like, like you'll meet people who will let me know what time it is, but you know, like, there's boss levels. In game. And, and love ain't a game, but it is a game. And there's boss levels. So, like, if you can't pass the homie test, like, the homies, the, the homies pick, peep some shit on you, or my, my cousins, and, like, you know, my OGs peep some shit on you, I ain't gonna bring, I ain't gonna bring you to mom so you can get blown out, like, no, like the Cavs no. in game, like this the Cavs in the finals. Like the Bowser level to shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, you must defeat all these niggas till you get to Bowser. <laughs> and my mom's Bowser. Okay. And my mom's Bowser. And if you can't defeat the, the minions, you ain't you meeting Bowser. Bowser. You can't, you're not ready. <laughs> so, no. You can't win Summer League. Fuck all the fuck way I let you play in the NBA Finals. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, bruh, speaking of which, did you see them niggas fighting? Never mind. Never mind. We'll talk about that later. But um, I appreciate you sharing that, man. So, uh, I mean, I just think that transparency is the next step towards growth and healing. And that one, I was sitting close to the chest because he's also allotted privacy. He don't deserve it, but he's also, I just feel like everybody is entitled to a sense of privacy and his story and my story are very much so intertwined when it comes to this so i was very careful about how and the winds and now the things are actually legitimately a thing it's something to talk about it's not one of those alex and louie are on the outs again i you know what i mean and we end up getting right back together i'm like this fucking bitch no papers are signed i am a single woman and that's a couple things about break up and then we can finally move off to a different topic one as a man, I hate sharing breakups or anything because everyone always asks, as a man, what did you do? It's, right. ne- it's never it's never like, what happened is, what did you do? It's like, well, where you fuck up? And I'm like, I didn't fuck up. He's like, you sure you didn't fuck up? Like, so I don't, I'm not going to go for you that. You're positive you didn't run this, you didn't, you know, you know what, what I'm saying? saying? And, secondly, and secondly, I don't want what happened to a lot, there's a lot of men. Include a famous one like Jay Z is probably the most famous example. But who who right. like who like they uh who like the white they let them know the problems and then they got back with them. But the thing is though the friends or the beehive or the fans they still don't fuck with that nigga Listen, because cause if I'd have got back with my husband my friends would never have forgiven him. My family would have never forgiven him. My family and it's not just because like married couples or people go through their shit, but like they not letting you get up you're not walking past that elegant literally my husband's not even welcome on my, my property you cannot because of the way things went down and my father my family if you got a family and a pops like mine they riding out forever and that's that's just what time it is so you're right i'm gonna forgive you my friends aren't so that's why i kept a lot of things that him and i went through <laughs> private because y'all was listen if you were to hear about some shit that i've been through 
Y'all be ready to ride out right now. So, nah, we just keep that close to the chest. What are you watching, Seth? Because <laughs> she for damn sure not present. Not, not even a tiny bit. I'm listening, but licking my nipples does nothing for me, but thinking about my toes getting a proper rinse and spin cycle action. <laughs> Got me feeling tingly on the inside. <laughs> I do not like my toes sucked on. I don't, I'm not a fan of feet. You can actually just pay for the pedicure and leave my goddamn feet alone. <laughs> I'm not a fan of feet. Like, like, don't. I'm not a fan of feet. So, like, don't put your don't Y'all, put your feet on me. The best part like, about this is a nigga tweeted this. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we move it. Niggas are getting toes this sucked nigga, on. So it's even more funny. No. Niggas out here getting their toes sucked on. Niggas out here, you be, listen, y'all don't want me to get to telling y'all stories about how nasty y'all homeboys are. Patty, Patty was a toe sucker. I've had a couple of uh, toe suckers. I know, I know toe sucking is a thing, but I didn't know niggas was also getting their toes sucked. <laughs> I didn't know y'all was out here toe sucking. Niggas are also, not that I, I do not partake. Don't say, you don't say, you don't say some bullshit. <laughs> I want to cut you off now. I'm not a little humming on the gooch, though. <laughs> I definitely am a gooch hummer, but like, mm. I, as far as like, I don't move past the gooch. You can and, all that. And some people go right down 75. <laughs> Some people, some people stop in the normal. Some animal. niggas like to toot that ass up. And some people go right down 75. <laughs> get, his, get the feet up in the air. You know, no. if your legs are cocked higher than mine, it's That's a, a problem. problem. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, 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 no. Now step is present. Knees now now step back in Knees it. Knees to chest. Bro, I'm not listening. Bro, do y'all can y'all you, you you pull up and you see your nigga like this, like just like legs up, like come come have me. No, no. no. I had a man literally like curl his toes while he was eating me out, and I was like, I don't know how to feel. Oh, that's cute. I don't know how to feel. I don't. Oh my god. Please uncurl your toes. At least you don't have a dick, so you don't have to worry about getting hard. I was just like, bro, what? I was like, I don't know how to feel, or like, okay. The the one thing that I do enjoy during sex is like a slight moan. Like if I'm you, you gotta you gotta let her know she's doing a good job. You gotta, you gotta, I mean that, that you gotta let her know she's doing a good job. Like if I'm on top, Stephanie, never mind. But like she's a pillow princess. Like she's throwing through. I I don't get it. I enjoy toss my little ass up around, throw it in the air, catch it on your tongue. Enjoy me. I am a playground. Let's have a blast. So. No, if I'm on top and I'm doing what I need to be doing best, let you, a, a, let like, you know, let you know you do it. A little, mm, a little. Mm. <laughs> no, listen, no, dead ass, no, dead ass, dead ass, because I, I, I realized something. Like, like I've realized something. Like that ass, like if you let off that one little, like, that bad one little moan okay, while she's like, while she's while she's sucking you, you unlock an extra level. It's like she is she, she is like you gotta let her know she's doing a good job. I had a guy like talk shit to me while I, I'm a shit talker anyway. With my clothes fully clothed, not even there. I'm a shit talker anyway. So in the bedroom, it's like <laughs> yeah, dog. And so calling calling each other all types, all of types of shit. Like bruh. Anyway, <laughs> so I was um I was giving fellatio mm-hmm. as a grown ass woman, right? And he got to talking shit like what you doing down here like i was like excuse the fuck excuse me as if i wasn't doing shit and meanwhile like i'm i'm feeling the tremors and i'm feeling this and nigga you think like, you out here 
You know what I'm saying? I'm feel he out here really talking shit to me like I'm not doing nothing. Meanwhile, your balls is having seizures. Don't talk to me. No, and I guess I went harder. I sure did. Yeah, Don't well, you you un- cash it. you you unlocked the extra level. You even you get my you get my little moan, and then you get my little like like and you if they shit talking like you because because I, 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 I get shit talking and I my little talking. ego gets inflamed, inflamed, baby. I start what? I start because I was I used to start calling them all types of stuff that you wouldn't call them in normal everyday life, and they just go with it. You're like, all right, bet we here. All right, bet we are here. <laughs> But. Or like I had an experience my first time I had sex with a man and like he came and stayed hard. I literally was like No the first time yeah. My whole soul snatched look at, Bro look at Steph look at Steph Snatched My soul snatched and he probably still got it. It's probably somewhere in his back pocket. And when I bump into him from time to time, because he'd be at the functions, and I bumped into him from time to time and I'd be like Can I have a bat? And he's like, nah, you good. I'll earn it back. Just give it back to me. Just give it back to me. <laughs> you know what? The first, the first time woman who who because I it happened to me once. I looked at a woman like she was a goddamn magician because it was like it was like bam and then she kept sucking and then I'm just like I just looked at her like you motherfucker. You're a nasty bitch, but don't stop. But like I like it though. <laughs> <laughs> to me, like from South Park. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was more like, yeah, oh, God. Um, oh, shit. But when it comes to that, I, again, you niggas deserve the bare minimum, so I might suck your dick. I'm not swallowing. I, uh, bitter dick sucking is canceled. You're canceled. You're canceled. <laughs> You're canceled. My dating schedule says otherwise. It's still canceled. Like, nigga, cancel shows have show yeah. on TV all the time. They show reruns all the time. Shit. <laughs> and I'm getting reruns of dates, so it's me. Girl, but see, Stephanie is trolling us because she'll say that and then not give details. And she, she had been never to wonder why I called her a troll. Uh, I'm not a troll. Yes, you are. She's How a am I a troll? Beloved. How? <laughs> I just explained I went it. on a date last night. And the girl broke up with her boyfriend after he paid for dinner. It was entertaining. <laughs> no, that's not the st- But you know you're a troll. You know you actively troll. How did I troll? You just trolled us. How? <laughs> like you just- I told the truth. Where's the troll? Okay, second. All right. I'm not sucking dick. Okay, girl. Okay, okay girl. What, are y'all saying I'm a liar? Because I don't like being called a liar. I mean, you also said you were going to pop up with a husband and a baby. I, I don't believe that until I see it either. So. Now, that's trolling. Me saying I'm not sucking dick. That's not trolling because I'm not sucking dick. I wish you do better. You think it's not possible? It's possible. I ain't sucking no dick. Listen, oh. that's, listen that may be your see, ministry, thing. I, but that ain't mine. I enjoy... I too enjoy. I, I also understand that these niggas ain't shit, so I'm not I, sucking dick. See, this don't thing. suck dick for them. Suck dick for you. And that was my next well, point. No, no, I no. I enjoy sucking dick. I enjoy suck dick for you. Putting a cock in. Like, no. like, 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 if I'm eating pussy, I'm not eating. I'm eating pussy because I, I like it. And I know that she likes it. I'm not doing it just because she likes it. That means it's not good. You do it because you like it. The fuck? Like, fuck I don't need you. to see that much pleasure. You getting that much pleasure? See, because mm-hmm. you, you're in it for the wrong reasons, girl. That I don't care about these niggas and I want to get my rocks off. Yes, I'm in it for the right reasons. You know, unpopular, popular's opinions. Okay, right. we'll agree to disagree. Yeah, like we just go to second topic. I'm just I am just one of them girls that I'm here. I'm not a. 
I'm not going to say selfish lover, but I'm not. And I'm not going to say Stephanie's ideology is selfish. I just feel like if he's in it for me, I'm definitely in it for him. And I cannot, my ego will not let me stop until you're done. I just, I, I can't. Mm-mm. And I enjoy multiple orgasms. So as long as you're down for the ride, so am I. And for me, I look at it as, I look at it as, I'm generally, if, I'm, if, I, if I like you, I'm a people pleaser. You know what I'm saying? So it's more so it's like it's like I want to make sure that you are comfortable, you're happy, you're 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 mm-hmm. sad, you're cool. Because that helps that that inflates my ego. Cause I, I don't like I can't speak for these niggas who are cool getting a little little cu- couple of pumps in and then and then and then bouncing and, and shorty just looking like what the fuck. I'm not one of them niggas. Right. And so that's and there's niggas out there who are the niggas. And I know I know they exist. I just know I'm not one of them niggas. Like it's one of those things where it's like, it's part it's part of an ego thing. Like I'd be damned if you out here. T- I'm not gonna let you tell your friend that oh Calvin wasn't no. <laughs> if, if we're having sex, I'm not gonna let you give me no DDRs. I refuse. The fuck. <laughs> but it's also because if I if we got to that point that I, I, I that we're having sex, I want to make sure you enjoy it just as much as me. That then that's how I feel about it. I can't come. I can't stop until I know that you're satisfied as well. A, because typically if it's good sex, and I typically, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that shit, but, like, sex with me is probably pretty good from what I think. I enjoy it. (laughs) I enjoy it. I definitely have had bad sex before, for sure. I think everybody has. But, um... (laughs) Fuck around pillow princesses and just lay there like, yeah. Girl has been in Pillow Princess before. This it takes a real nigga, a real nigga, to like get you up off that pillow. Cause your first time, my first time was on my back. First, next couple times after that, on my back. It takes a real nigga to say, "No, girl, this is how you ride some dick," and that's what happened. My first orgasm, I mind you, I had my son at. Um, 18. I had Braylon at 18. I didn't have my first real orgasm until college. That's trash to have a baby before orgasm. Tw- I'm sorry. About 20. I'm sorry. That's trash. Trash to have a baby before orgasm. That's that's trash. I'm still friends with the guy who gave my first orgasm. Shout out to him. And not because like we're fucking still, because he's definitely like married with kids and the whole gambit. But like, it was just we've always shared that experience together, and like we've been able to really be open and discuss our sexual history and our sexual partners and you know just details we've always been able to do that with each other which is cool to have somebody you can be transparent with about your sex life with Uh specifically like a counterpart or you know whatever and then he be able to ask you certain things and you be in dialogue so shout out to you I'm not gonna you get jammed up I'm not mentioning listen boy (laughs) boy I don't need nobody's wife in my inbox. Like, oh, all right. That's what we doing? I don't need him in my inbox. Like, Alex, that was really loud. <laughs> like, that was really loud. So. Yeah, but anyway. Um, you want to touch on this Michael B. Jordan thing? Or. Okay. Okay. Because I have a, I have a couple of things. But I'll let you. You're my guest. All you right. You're guest. So, Even though Steph has said like 10 words this entire episode. But I love you still. Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> the issue with Michael Probably B. Jordan is that. He he took a beautiful, um, melanin deficient young lady. She uh, wasn't mixed. 
on vacation. She was lighter skin. We'll put it to you like that. I don't know her, her race or yeah, she, she, she her nationality. Was she was just she was light. She, she was just light skin. Black. She looked light skin light skin foreign woman. Okay. Right. That's what you know okay. And he looked like he was having a blasty blast. Okay. It right. looked like there was mad sex that was had that night. It looks like Michael B. Jordan got his full he woke up, toes curled, thumb in his mouth, a satisfied man. Okay. She was beautiful. I will give him that. All right. The the qualm that I can see why a lot of darker skinned black women have with the situation is it's an eye roll. It's like a okay. It's typical. It's here goes this wildly successful black man who spent a vacation with a lighter skin. Uh, right. So it's just it perpetuates the stereotype that the moment that black men ascend to a certain level of success, that black women don't look good on their arms or as their partner or as their mate in that moment. And I'm sure there you can give me the plethora of black men who defeat that narrative, but the statistics are against you. Look at look at the demographic. Okay. So, so because when I flip that demographic and I look at affluent black women, they have a harder time finding black men at that same level who desire them the same way that they desire light skin or non-black women. So, so Michael B. Jordan, he's innocent. He's not, the situation's not problematic. He hasn't downplayed black women in any way. He hasn't spoken out against dark women or said, you know, fuck y'all, I'm with my light-skinned queens or whatever. He hasn't done none of that trash shit. He's been non-problematic and non-toxic to this point. So do I have anything, a dig or anything against him? No. Do what you do, just don't be problematic. And that's been my stance the entire time. Literally the entire time. That's my stance. (laughs) So if that's what he prefers cool but it does it's just like it's a wind out of your sails okay so for me and so here's my viewpoint on it was because i was always told right i was always told we don't care who you date as long as you don't disparage black women black women and so that makes sense because i think going out your way to disparage that's trash right right but it's showing that like this situation is showing that like some some of y'all that's not the case because you kind of made my point a little bit like Michael B. Jordan has never been on record saying anything disparaging about black women in general never been on record and if and if ever is something like send it to me and, and I'll you know I'll mend the statement but he's never been on record but the reaction was still the same and so and so for me it, it looks at it like I even because I was doing research because we we kind of brainstormed this a little right. bit yesterday, and even it's a we talk about narrative painting and we talk about stats. Right. So first narrative, the first stat was eighty eight percent of black men are married to black women. That's like that's in in whether we can stratify it for different incomes or whatever. That's what my next question was. What is the tax bracket on the income of married black men that you're looking at? Because I'm not talking about your average, you know, your your I'm talking about your affluent, well to do black men. I'm talking about the black men who you're in business owners, CEOs, your investors, your Hollywood black men. I'm talking about those specific black men. Your faves are not marrying black women. Darker skinned black women. They're not and so and so and so because of that so and so because I knew that was the point so I was like let me I was like I was like so for me I was like let me do my research because if in kind of like 
look up, look up. And we talk about narrative painting. And so there was two websites that kind of like showed me the, the narrative that I'm talking about here. So and it was a headline. So it was like, so I went on BET, right? And it was about like, you know, interracial relationships. And it was like, here are the black women who have found who have found love in other races and in just ch- like championing Serena Williams, Meghan Markle, Venus Williams, like those who have like who found non African American husbands. I'm like, which, which again, I'm okay with that because love is love as long as you're not out here disrespecting other people. Love who you want to love. But the second headline was from was from meet these nine brothers who are too good for their sisters. And like it was kind of like they was talking about Tiger Woods, Tay hey Diggs, like I, so it was like. So the thing about it is this: again, you have to look at the statistics from all the angles. And I really do do my research, my Googles when I look at this kind of stuff. I look at the percentage of black men, the net worth, and the percentage of black men who are actually married to black women versus non-black women. Or, Non, yeah, non-black women, and then lighter skin, fair, whatever. The demographics, okay. Then I look at the um, divorce rates of those same couples. Black men married to white women have the highest divorce rates. And when you look at the flip of that demographic, you look at black women who are married to black men. Then you look at black women who are married to non-black men. And the statistics say that the most successful marriages are interracial marriages between black women and non-black men. Why? Because black black women qualify their partners. Black women are not committing themselves to just anybody. We're not. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that we are more educated. We are of the demographics, we are the most educated. We are the most we are starting our own businesses at a higher rate than black men are. We have we're starting to ascend to the point where we have a lot more to lose. So when we get with these partners, and it's not and black women are also in the same situations and the same you start looking at the same demographics, we're also the most the least desirable. We're the least desirable and the least likely to get married. So which was Issa Rae's point. Why don't Asian men and black women start dating? She was trolling us, but she made a point. So, it, I just, again, when you start looking at it, Michael B, to bring it full circle, Michael B's point was spot on. Like, he was living his fucking life. Again, you were right. He has not disparaged black women. He said nothing terrible or anything like that. And yeah, black, we get it. I mean, we're already in this demographic, the least desirable and the least likely to get married. So then here you are, one of us ascending to greatness, and we we want, I would love to see him with a dark-skinned Lupita, or a dark-skinned, you know what I mean, a dark-skinned African woman, because it's us, it's a representation of us, like, you can be successful and have a queen. You can have both, and the demographics, the statistics say otherwise, and it's a stereotype, so it may not be false, because we all know stereotypes are our projections of other things, so it, it's not always the truth, but it's what we're forced to consume. And it does get, it's, it's like, uh, that's typical. So, mm, not, I wouldn't say I'm disappointed, but it does take the wind out of my sails just a little bit. And for me, it's, and for me, it's one of those things where, cause it's like, here, it's like, you want, not you as in you, but like, if, if we're forced to order off of a menu versus black women are encouraged to try the buffet because as long I'm, I'm talking about action so we're talking about right. like look we're, we're even mad 
article says that do you do you really love black people if you if you're not married to a black woman like things like that and so it's like it and so so for me it's looking at like okay black women get hit with that the most though like because here we are championing for black men when every the one the number one supporter of all black men is a black woman at all times and that's been the expectation the cultural expectation for us since the dawn of time right so then here we are supporting so it's easy to assume that there's a black woman who supported michael b getting to this point and michael b getting to that and i'm just saying michael b as an example right because, because so then a- you ascend to your your level of stardom your level of success and then the first thing that you get with is somebody who looks completely opposite of the support system you had so you have every right to do that but it's still kind of like it's typical and, and and I guess my my thing is, and I think you know we can wrap up on this. It's like, look, like action is one thing. <laughs> it's like if I'm not like, cause cause we're talking about preferences, we're talking about actions, we're talking about words, we're talking about intentions. Right. So like someone like Kodak Black, who's like, I don't I don't want no dark, I don't want no black bitch. When like, I'm that, in front of his ugly ass. But but, but, here's, but, here's, but here's the thing. <laughs> I can get that because it's like like you out here actively disparaging. But if I'm not actively disparaging, I just happen to love is love, right? If I happen to fall in love with somebody else, why is that? Oh, that's typical. That takes the wind out of yourself. And I've done nothing. It's like it feels like okay, black men, you need to order from this menu while black women order from the buffet. That's I don't fuck with that. I mean, but you again, you're right, and I'm what I I'm agreeing with you. Michael B. Jordan has the right, and you men do have a right to choose what you want to choose. All I'm saying, excuse me, is that it is typical because based upon statistics, that's typical. And you have a right to do it. It's just as a black woman, seeing it is like, okay, she's he's probably has never taken away anything to to my knowledge, has never taken away anything from black women, has never been disparaging, has never trashed us, has never dragged us. Cool. You have your right. You have your right to what to want what you want. You have your right to love what you. You have your rights, and nobody's taking that anywhere near away from you. My only, it's not even a gripe. And black women, we have to date outside of our menu because black men aren't checking for us. So if we don't date outside of our menu, if we don't date outside of what's been placed in front of us, if we don't date outside of our community. Who is dating us? Who is taking us serious? Who is going hard? Aside from black women going hard for themselves, who's going hard for us in the way that we deserve to be loved and nurtured and, and taken care of? We're not finding it in our communities. So there, we have to seek the buffet. I would love to eat from the fruit of my own tree. It's not available. And I think, I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm not, listen, I think everyone should get from the buffet. I just, and, I, and one thing that I've noticed and I've seen is like, especially Cincinnati, it's like you date one melanin deficient, right? Woman, and that's if that I've seen it. That's the scarlet letter. Like I, I've seen my homie. I've seen I've seen this happen. I've, I've seen my, I've seen it happen. Where like one of my one of my friends was talking with my other one of my friends, and he was going through like all the different women he was dating. And he's showing pictures. You know, it's all across the spectrum. It's, it's dark skin. It's light skin. It's it's white. It's it's Latina. It's all across the spectrum. She goes around and then starts slandering, not slandering, but telling every person that she know in the city, oh, so and so only this white man, only only this white woman, because like they're asking about it. I'm like, hey, well, who's this new guy? You know, oh, he only dates white girls. Like that type of shit is bogus to me. It's fucking bogus. I mean, but if all you do date is white girls, why, as a black woman, can I not comment on that? Why? But he doesn't. He dates one, and it's like. 
you the white girl slayer. <laughs> he takes one. And, 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 and even him, like, he'll show up with a white woman one one time, he'll show up with a black a, a, a black woman another time. He'll show up. It's like he rolls the dice or like throws the dart in a goddamn map of, of a world like which which ethnicity. But he's branded as a white girl slayer because that's what we focus on. I mean, again, and there's a reason behind that, the demographics, the the statistics. And you cannot, and I mean, we can go round and round about it, but that's going to be the reason why. Because black men are slim pickings anyway, and now we have to compete with the standard, the epitome, the pinnacle. And then it's it's not even what happens when you date said white woman, it's the way you treat black women when you're with said white woman as well. It's substandard. I know I noticed one of my homies and we literally fell out behind this. One of my good dogs, actually. He always dated the our entire duration, like from the moment I met this man to the moment our moment right now, all he dated was white I mean, excuse me, black women. All he dated was black women. Beautiful, gorgeous, not so much, but black women. Black women. And He's the, the and the, our relationship stayed exactly what it was. He dated this white girl, and it was almost as if he was too good. Oh, I've got this white woman, and it's too good. I'm too good for this. And then I said, okay, Alex, before I drag his ass, let's talk. Let's let's unpack yourself. Let's figure out why you feel the way you do. So I did a little bit of digging in the history of what it meant as a black man to have a white woman. It is. It does date back. It is historical. Because as a black man, for you to date a white woman meant that you had something. You were something special. You were some hot shit. And I, I am talking about our history, specifically with white women in this country. So, yes, it's deep-rooted. It's deep-seated. <clears throat> and it is, yeah, it's definitely, there's some pathology behind it. Definitely. So when we do see brothers with white women, it's like, here come this uppity-ass nigga. He finna treat us different. He finna act brand new because he got the snow bunny. And y'all do. Some of y'all. Some of y'all do. Let me not get gaslight by saying all men. But y'all, some of y'all have this attitude as if you've got a white woman, so you've got it made. And that having a black woman is somehow a dig against the success that you've gotten. So you do have a right to date black women. You don't have a right to disparage us. And as long as that's not the case, I'll silence my hatred for it. But... I, I just guess. look at I just look at it and, and, and obviously we, we can wrap up because we can we can go on and on oh, yeah. and around in circles. I just look at us like this, and I think again, ideal world versus real world. Like ideally, everyone could just love who they love, not and as long as you don't talk shit about everyone else, you good. But in the real world, it, it, you know, there's already there's already a level of tension that black men and black women have towards each other. Or there's already that it's like a base level of like adversarialness that we would have to. As, as a culture have to unpack you know in order for us to kind of get anywhere and so then you talk about oh like the, the assumptions that like if I have like and mind you I'm, I, I, I haven't dated a white girl in a minute but more so I'm thinking of like but in general so then if I pull up to anywhere with a quote unquote white woman you already assume I'm uppity ass nigga so you treat me like I'm uppity ass nigga and so it's, it's like it's like it's like a, a what comes first, a chicken or egg scenario. Like you already you assume them such a way, and so then you you know you, you know you're not feeling the vibes. You may you may you know do a little eye roll, do a little side eye. You know then I'm reacting up a side eye because I because I know why you're giving me the side eye, and it's like this. It's, I get it. It's I, this I, whole thing. 
I completely get it. I just hope that one day that narrative does change. I hope that one day black men will understand that like having a queen by your side is not a dig against the success that you have. So that's it. Michael B. Jordan, you do your thing. Thank door. Nobody's mad, I guess. His, his Instagram conversation for stupid. Oh yeah, they lit. Y'all were wrong for that. His Instagram story. His Instagram. Boy. Y'all were low key foul for his comments because he did not go out here and bash black women. He literally was on a date. You don't know who this woman is. She didn't deserve that. He didn't deserve that. Nobody deserved. Nobody deserved that. Boy. <laughs> all right. But all right, Kyle. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. We appreciate you. Appreciate the energy that you brought. Um. So you know we kind of got a little long in the tooth, but you know it was good content, good combo. Um. So C Diddy sign off for Steph. Sign off for our guest Alex. And you know obviously Gil DJ on the sound. We appreciate y'all. And um, follow us on all of our social media. They'll be in the description below. Thank you. We out. Alright. Oh, flowers in the morning. Flower, flowers in the morning. Yeah. Flowers by the window for you, baby. Yeah. Flowers in the morning. Flowers in the morning. Flowers in the morning. Flowers. I wouldn't call you flowers. if I couldn't afford you. Always be-